Welcome to the One on One podcast. I'm so, so excited to have the wonderful Suzanne today in my podcast. And um, dear Susie, um, I call you Susie today. And um, you would like to introduce yourself and um, yeah, introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, who are you and what are you doing? <laughs> okay, great. Hi, Nessa. Um and everybody else. My name is Suzanne or Susie, you can call me Susie. And I am an author of two self-help books, 100 Days of Positivity, Hope and Growth and 100 Days of Healing from Heartbreak. And basically my journey has brought me to a point where I'm here to help other people feel good about themselves and stay consistent through a very tough self-discovery journey. Mm. Thank you so much for your introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me here. <laughs> oh, no worries. I'm really excited. So, um, yeah, I always wanted to have a writer on my podcast. So when you look back uh, about five years ago, how did your life look like back then? Oh, I was a very different person back then. Five years ago, I was very lost and confused in what I was doing with my life. I had no direction. And one of the main things is that I was very insecure within myself. And I had a lot of inner work that needed addressing, which I was avoiding. I'd, I'd read The Secret before, so I was very positive on the outside, I would say. Mm. And I really focused hard on doing that, but I was never getting any results in terms of manifestations or feeling that good feeling. And it was because I had so much work to do and I had so many demons to deal with, I guess, fears and you know, self-limiting beliefs that were just holding me back. So five years ago, yeah, I was just this lost girl and um, yeah didn't know what I was doing where I was going or even who I was mm. oh wow so um what were you working back then so five years ago I was actually in I was in the UK and I was working for a, a car repair company so mm. if you have an accident in your car we'd repair it not me personally I was a service um, advisor so I trained other people And at that time, I was just in what we would call like a nine to five situation. I had a, a little flat I was happy with and I would just work Monday to Friday. And that was it. I felt very unfulfilled. And it wasn't until I went to visit my brother in Vancouver that I realized how amazing the world was and how there was so much more out there. And I think that's really when I started to open up my awareness to more in life I guess it really started it it's been a long process but that was when it started probably mm. about five years ago wow so yeah um imagine now you're going back um to the moment when you arrived to Canada and so what happened when you were in Canada what kind of process inside of yourself was happening so when I got to Canada, when I first arrived, it was, I think I was so shocked because I had never decided, like when I thought about going to Canada, I literally had no idea I could go. I didn't think that I could get a visa. And my brother's like, no, you've applied for the wrong one because I got rejected for one of the visas. And it was because I, I hadn't read the, the website properly so I applied for the wrong one so he sent me the correct one and at that point I just thought I'll just do it and see what happens so I never really gave it a lot of thought because I wasn't really sure I could go so I thought I'll just do it and if it happens it happens and I filled in everything sent it all the way and my brother said the process takes months you will have months before you hear anything back so I was like right okay that's fine so I sent my application I got an invitation to send the, the actual application through because there's two parts of it within a week. And then I sent my actual application and he's like, yeah, you've got months to wait, just go with the flow and see what happens. And literally two weeks later, they sent me an acceptance. So I, I just had to go. I was like, well, I, I can't give up this opportunity. And I went for it. So when I got to Canada, it was just about starting a new life and experiencing 
different things and it was it was amazing uh, but to answer your question fully uh, the first question I would, say, I would say my real journey as in the actual healing and dealing with myself didn't happen until I came back from Canada mm. yes uh, I came back from Canada and back home to my hometown in Scotland unexpectedly I was actually planning on moving in with a boyfriend at the time down to England so I thought well I'm moving from Canada down to England and starting another life that is not back at home I had no intention of ever coming back home mm -hmm. because I was so happy in Canada and then I got back with the next we did long distance and then I thought I'll move back to the UK but not back to Scotland so when that relationship fell apart two weeks before I was planning to move back and I quit my job and uh, booked my flights and everything, I got home and I was very lost. I had hit rock bottom. I was 32, single. I had no job. I was back living at home. And yeah, I got to the point where I just thought, is this my life? Is this it? Is this all that I can do and I can be? And it sounds very like empowering when I say that as if I just went and just went for it, but it wasn't like that. It was more like, is this it? What is the point and everything? So I decided that I needed professional help. I needed someone to help me deal with these emotions so that I could tackle, tackle what was going on and progress to a point where I was happy with my life mm. that's what I did uh, so anybody who I would say is maybe feeling like they need some work on that don't feel ashamed of going to seek help because that was one thing that I had a lot of was shame I used to always say I don't need a therapist or it was a hypnotherapist that I went to see and I'd always say that I wanted to fix my own problems I could do it myself I was strong enough and positive enough and that was my ego talking when really I was feeling shame because I didn't think it was something. I didn't want to admit that I was vulnerable and I needed help. But in doing so, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow. It just completely changed my life. Mm, yeah, I can totally relate to that. Um, I had a lot of moments in my life where I felt really similar, really lost, no direction. But then I came to the conclusion I need help. So I reached out as well. And it's, yeah, it's at first you're vulnerable and you, you know, you don't really want it. So I can totally relate with that. It's like the ego, it just says, no, you can do everything by yourself. You're strong mm -hmm. enough. And it's like a strong masculine shell you put uh, upon yourself, um, but you don't let anyone in and you, you don't want to deal with anything inside of you. Um, Absolutely. It's like you build up that wall so that you can't get in but what's inside is it eats you up you know and it only seems to come out when things aren't going well yeah yeah absolutely yeah and then it's kind of yeah creeping back and then it eats mm -hmm. you alive <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it uh, but then it goes away so when things get a little bit better it disappears again so you don't think you need to do anything but if you can really clean it out it's a great feeling yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Um, so you went to see the hypnotherapist, and mm -hmm. what happened after this process? So, after I went to see my hypnotherapist, she was great because she really took on board what I said. I thought I went in guns blazing, you know, masculine energy, very much like I can do this, I don't really need your help. And I said, I understand positive thinking and I have a lot of processes that I do that help um, but the problem is they're not helping they're not helping the way they used to help and I think it's something from the inside subconsciously that I can't get to so I literally went in with a list mm -hmm. and she taught me some relaxation exercises for the first week and then the following week she did a guided meditation to delve into my subconscious mind and there's a funny story to this where I would go into the room um, which had the book of my life 
And in that, I would rewrite anything that I didn't like and rewrite it with stories that I wanted. So in my subconscious mind, I was playing out this scenario of me writing in a book. So I was told to do this quite often. And I, I made a lot of progress very quickly because I was so determined, but also because I was so aware of how beneficial positive thinking and having a strong mindset was just didn't know what I was dealing with underneath so when we opened that up it was a lot to do with family issues it was insecurities with my weight which were a major factor in my belief in what I was capable of and not feeling good enough it was a lot of it was tied to that and that all came from childhood so actually when it came to writing my books what happened was I had healed and I had gotten very far. I found a job and I was, you know, I was feeling great. And then all of a sudden, one day I had a bout of anxiety about something I had no control over. And this anxiety got so bad that when I had planned to meet my friend for lunch, I couldn't relax the full day and I just felt awful. And I remember feeling really disappointed in myself because for months there, I had been doing very well. I'd been very positive and I had progressed. So I was on and up. And then this day came and I felt like I had just shot back down again, back down to that really low feeling. And I was mad at myself because I, I wasn't being positive. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't staying in that high vibrational energy so I ended up doing a meditation, the one that I had done before to try and relax. So once I did it and came out of it, the weirdest thing happened where I just instinctually grabbed my laptop out of the blue and I started typing out um, my book. I started writing this book and what I was writing was words to actually calm myself down. So and one of the pages in the first book, 100 Days of Positivity, Open Growth, there's a page that talks about the what-if devil. And it basically says, don't listen to the little what-if devil. He doesn't have your back. And it's all about how you shouldn't worry about something that you don't know if it's happened yet. Because this what-if devil is basically saying, what if you get fired from your job? What if no one likes you? What if this happens? What if that happens? And that is what causes the worry and anxiety and that low vibrational mood. So after I wrote that one, another six pages came to me out of the blue again. It, had, it was almost like I was taken over and I was just typing Wow! from God knows where. Mm. And then I came out of it and I thought, people need to hear this because I'd felt better after reading what I'd written and doing the meditation. And I thought, other people need to know that this self-development journey can have its ups and downs and they need to know how to be supported and you know I think I can help them do that and that was what inspired it so it became a mission that was it I'm gonna do this <laughs> wow amazing that's incredible uh, you know that you actually set yourself a goal and you're like no matter what I'm gonna do that you know it's incredible it's I mean it sounds incredible now that it's done but again, that journey was a very up and down journey. I'm not going to lie and say that the book just flowed to me every time like that. There was moments where I thought, I can't do this. What are you, who are you kidding? And there was moments where I thought, this is not going to get anywhere. Um, you're not going to get a publisher. No one is going to want to read your book. And managed to fight through all those thoughts and get the end result, which was great. It was probably the first Thing that I had ever set my mind to and actually finished wow yeah. so how long did it took you to finish one book so the actual book itself took about four months so not a very long time and I think the reason for that was because of the way that I did it and this is where consistency comes in it's the reason why a lot of people give up on what they want to do and their big goal is because they become overwhelmed by all the work that it's going to take to get to that goal. And I did it to myself a few times. I would work really hard all week and I'd say, on my day off, I'm going to write 10 pages. I was very optimistic. And I would get to my day off and I'd wake up and I'd be like, mm, 
I don't really feel like it. I'm not feeling like this. And there was there was probably weeks where I didn't write anything. And then I'd be like, no, I need to come back to this. Like, I need to finish this. Why have I wasted so much time? Mm. So I ended up coming up with a method that worked for me. And that was just one page a day. Oh. One page a day. And sometimes that was even a struggle. Mm. But breaking it down really made a difference. Because when it came to that one page, I would think, it's only one page. I managed to do five in one day so surely I can do one mm. and that's kind of how coming throughout the day I would maybe talk to a friend or give advice to someone and instantly I'd be like hold that thought and I would grab my phone and just put in my notes the advice I was giving because it was something I knew that could go in the book or if there was a thought that came into my head I would have notes so that also helped as well as just throughout the day rather than get an idea in your head and then be like I'll come back to that make sure you put it down right away because nine times out of ten you forget about it or you don't feel in the zone when you're creating to kind of go back to it so um yeah that was that was how I managed it is it they say small drops still create water waterfalls is that what it is I'm not <laughs> sure if that's the right saying even raindrops can create waterfalls that's what oh, it yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah I'll just it's well it's really inspirational because I think so many people they have problems with staying consistent in one thing and I'm also thinking about myself throughout my life because I'm so multi-passionate have so many passions and there's so many ideas and every day wants to be different you know every day I want to do something different so it's almost like for me being consistent with one thing and doing that every day wow that's a commitment <laughs> you know it's, <laughs> it's yeah it's huge <laughs> it, it's funny you say that because it, it is in the sense that everyone knows consistency is the key to a lot of things the main thing being success but success in everything consistency is what is going to take you from a to b it's going to take you from your comfort zone to outside of your comfort zone and the thing with that is that even though we all know what the what the secret is, I guess, or what the key is to becoming successful, we don't all do it because no one teaches you how to be consistent, mm. like how to actually do it. And especially on the days where you don't feel like doing it, which um, in fact, I'm bringing out another book, which is all about this. But really? yes, so there'll be another book coming and this is completely different to the 100 days. It will bring them all together I guess uh, but yeah consistency is one thing and again that's probably how I managed to write the books and why I did them the way I did because they're there for the days where you don't feel good the days where you're like I can't do this or I feel really bad today and oh I'm just not I'm not good enough to do it they're for those days because those are the days when you're really tested with your consistency mm. but knowing what I know and being where I am now if you can get past them, which everybody can, if you just really, really try and work hard to, the benefits and the results of it are so rewarding. It's amazing. The feeling, the empowerment, and just knowing that you can do it will change everything. It completely shifts your mindset. And that's when you start to expand and grow even further. Because I think a lot of people have this, they have this big goal of the type of person they want to be, not realizing that all the people that you have to be in between that time, like in between the big goal, um, you, it takes time, it takes work. And you will have these battles. Even after I wrote the book and finished it, I thought, that's me. I've done all my work. I'm healed. And I was so wrong because during lockdown, I discovered that I had a lot more work to do and it was much deeper healing. So that's that's again why it's so important to understand that the self-development journey is always ongoing mm. and not to feel bad whenever you hit a roadblock because you have to look at how far you've come mm. yeah and sometimes you forget that I think that mm. you you actually don't reflect you don't take time to reflect and realize wow you did so many incredible things already in your life and you know you're still alive you you say you know you're still in this room um 
you know and why do you worry about things which are not happening yet you know or why do you worry about things um out there which you can't control um because what you can really control is you can uh, i mean that's really mastery of mind as you said when you're consistent with something you realize wow you can actually create your own reality and that's really the the mastery of you know yeah creating the life as you want um and yeah so um for those out there who would love you know to become a writer too do you have any tips for them to to start honestly the biggest one is just get started mm. the hardest thing people find to do is to just get started once you start it's like um I don't know why I'm going to use this analogy but have you ever had that wallpaper that you can pick at mm, yeah so yeah. if you don't pick at it you don't need to deal with it but once you start you can't stop mm. and then you have to then re-wallpaper everything mm. I mean, that's kind of that's a bit of a negative one but um <laughs> basically my point is get started because once you get started knowing that you've started something and not finished it should hopefully drive you mm. most people are afraid to get started because that is almost like the biggest step out of your comfort zone and most of the time people don't want to get started because the in order to do something that's, that could fail that could bring you discomfort is a very scary thing um and it's because our subconscious minds are making us afraid of it so sometimes it's always easier to not get started at all because then you're not admitting to yourself that you actually want something because people are afraid to get started on something because they're afraid to say this is what I want just in case they don't get it because they know what the disappointment is going to feel like or they think they know um, and that's why a lot of people don't follow their dreams and go for what they really want because of fear of not getting it so my advice is get started make a plan be consistent with it and break it down like don't give yourself so much pressure to to be on it 24 7 and be 100% all the time. And when I say on it, I mean that very, we could call it masculine energy, that go, go, go all the time. I think there's a lot, especially on social media, when you see advertisements of coaches or motivational people, and they're like, if you want this, and if you want to achieve everything, then you have to do this all the time, every day, every moment of the day. And that's a lot of pressure. And it's not true. Sometimes what your body needs is rest and sometimes what it needs is a break. And because of the culture that we live in in the fast-paced world, people forget that message. So they think they need to be really fast-paced all the time. And if they're not, then they're not good enough to achieve their goal. Mm. And that's, that stops them as well. So, um, yeah, my message to you guys out there is just to do it. Don't worry if you get days of doubt, that's going to happen. If you prepare for it and you have support there, whether it is through podcasts or friendships, even books, then be prepared for those days because when they come, you'll be like, okay, I've got this. I'm just going to take a day off, take a step back, and then I'll come back to it tomorrow. Mm. That's another way secret to keep them consistent. Mm, right. Yeah, to you. Yeah, to take a break and to not let yourself down. Okay, just because, you know, you, you need a break now, that means you stop now because actually, no, it doesn't. It's like almost you're recharging. And yes, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Your body needs fuel. So we have to eat throughout the day to feel, because if you've ever not, and I have done this many times where I have left it too long before I've eaten hmm. and my brain can't function, I'm hangry. And I just, yeah, everything's different. It's the same for your mind as well. When you're creating, especially writing a book, you can get writer's block, which sometimes I'm like, really, Suze, you're a writer with writer's block, like whatever. <laughs> but um, it actually does happen. Mm. And it's because your mind needs some time. When you've got so much going on, it's very hard to focus on one thing. So sometimes you need a break. You need to quiet that mind. 
to allow more creativity to come in. Mm, yeah, sometimes all you need is just space, I think, isn't it? To, Absolutely. Yeah, to let this genius flow through you because, you know, sometimes we're so stuck, but the only thing is that maybe some energy is stuck in us and it needs to be moved. So you have to go out, go for a walk or take a break or something like that. And then you can go back to your work and then you will be so surprised because some, then it just flows out of you. And it's, Absolutely. Yeah. It's so incredible. Yeah. I think nature and getting outside is a very big thing. And again, I can't believe I'm saying that because it's not something I would have thought of. However, during lockdown, I did a lot of walking. And what I found, because I wrote the second book during lockdown. So what I found was when I was walking, a lot of inspiration just came to me out of the blue. And it's because when you are doing something that's completely like takes your mind off of what you're focusing on i.e writing a book if you're thinking about writing a book all the time that's all you're focused on sometimes you can cause resistance to being able to write that book whereas when you are walking or something that's really big for me is in the shower when I'm in the shower I'm just focused on you know being in the shower relaxing and you you become more relaxed to the point where you hit theta stage so theta stage and meditation is where you can really speak to the subconscious, but you're in a relaxed state. And that's when ideas can come in and flow to you. So getting into that theta state is very important. And I think walking and you can do that. So if you're ever stuck for creativity, go for a walk. <laughs> you get it. I will flow through or go for a shower. I always do that. And I'm like, oh my God, I actually have a notebook in my shower now, like a waterproof one where yes because I always seem to get inspiration in there and I'm like oh my god this would be really great for a book or this would be great for an Instagram post and I have to write it down because once I get out the shower I forget about it so it really does work wow amazing (laughs) (laughs) it's actually true when you say you get the best ideas in the shower (laughs) really is and now you know why it's because you become so relaxed and in that state where you're not thinking about anything else that creativity can flow to you wow yeah that absolutely makes sense yeah sometimes I get really good ideas in the shower too or when I have a bath you know just like Mm -hmm. I'm just laying in the bath and then I'm like oh yeah I need something to write on but then sometimes I don't have anything because everything is like (laughs) you know wet and I'm like oh no I know um yeah you'll need to get a wee waterproof notepad honestly it's been life-changing game-changing for sure yeah You'll never, you'll never lose creativity. Yeah, <laughs> you'll um, you'll have everything. You, you'll be like me. All my notes are in my my phone. I have like so many notes I need to go through because as soon as I get an idea, I write it down, and I'm like, I'll come back to that. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so so cool. So um, <laughs> we talked about fears actually also before this podcast interview. And mm-hmm. it was one of the topics, and I would love to dive a bit deeper into this topic. So, um, yeah, what would you advise to people they're feeling so much fear? How did you overcome your fears? So, this one, I would say it fears, I mean, there, there's so many different fears. So, fear of success, fear, like you've got your kind of core fears fear of not being good enough, fear of ending up alone, all these things. Um, these take time. Again, I'm going to be honest and real with you. My One of my biggest fears was fear of being too old, oh. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I'm 35 now <laughs> and it's not old. However, I have had not this fear all. all my life. <laughs> no, it is not. But when I had that fear, that fear of being too old actually stopped me from doing anything because what I would say is I'm too old to start this now so many people started it years ago I should have done this years ago I'm too old I should already have my life together and you would think the fear of that would drive you to do stuff but it actually inhibits you so the way I overcame that was by finishing this book for a start 
uh, what that fear actually did to me was it made me give up on all my dreams from before. I started so many businesses that never took off or even got off the ground because fear would kick in and be like, you can't do this or you don't want to do this. You just stick to what you know. And I gave up on everything. I've had so many people say to me, I can't believe you finished it because you don't finish anything. And it was a very hard thing to admit at the time. But now I'm I quite I can openly freely say it without any shame, without any of that angst of almost embarrassment of having to admit it. Whereas now I can openly say I gave up on so much and now I won't do that anymore. So to answer your question, to deal with fear, it's about doing the little things every day that scare you. Not just thinking of the big thing, because to say, oh, I'm afraid of getting old, so I'm going to achieve everything I want to in the next year so that I feel like I've gotten to that, you know, I've reached my age um, or I've, I've achieved everything from the age that I want. That's far too overwhelming. Really, it's just focusing on every single day and what you can do that day to better your life, to feel good. Because fear tends to come from worry of what could happen in the future. So if you're just focusing on the present moment and what you can do right now and not worrying about all the things that you have to do in the future, then you are making progress. And that progress might seem small give it a week give it a month you'll see how much you need and by doing that you'll realize that you're capable of doing it and that will then drive you forward even more to the point where all these little fears that you have that have become a big massive fear that's overwhelming stops you you've you've taken a big chunk of that off every baby step is taking a, a chunk more and more of that until that fear then becomes something that you're like hey that doesn't actually scare me anymore because look what I've managed to do I've managed to overcome all this stuff that I was afraid of and then you'll say what else can I do what else can I achieve and that's really how your mind shifts a mind shift isn't overnight it's all these little things that become one big thing and like I say my journey began a long time ago in Canada probably when my mind started to open up but it didn't actually I didn't really see the big progression until after the first hypnotherapy and then from then to the person that I am now from my lockdown work because I had to speak to my hypnotherapist again during lockdown thank goodness for zoom I've changed again and looking back now on who I was then I'm so happy with where I am so they say don't look back, but I always think it's good to look back to see how far you've come. Rather than looking at how far you want to go, sometimes it's good to look back and be like, hey, this is how far I've come. If I can keep going and keep doing what I've been doing all this time, then I'm going to look back on the me that I am today mm. and be so glad I'm not there anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it's more about you know being grateful for this present moment and what you've achieved yeah absolutely like you can just forget everything you did you know because you just so focused on what's next and uh, what you want to accomplish absolutely and we spoke about this just before the call as well about the comfort zone mm. so in your comfort zone when you have a goal your goal is always outside of the comfort zone mm. so when you reach that goal your comfort zone expands to round that goal. But then you become comfortable again. So then if you have another goal, you have to get uncomfortable. So another thing is that with fear, I don't believe it's about overcoming fear. I think it's more about knowing that you'll have fear, but still doing it anyway. Mm. In fact, that's like the book. Susan Jeffers has got a book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. So it's a fantastic book for anyone who wants to, you know, learn more about fear and how to overcome it saying overcome how to deal with it I would say mm-hmm. um, but yeah I now know that I will be afraid of things that are new to me that I've never done before I also know that I'm still going to do what I want to do regardless of that fear mm. and that comes with time and that comes with overcoming all the little things but when you get to that point it doesn't matter what you fear because you will still do it 
Yes, and that's amazing because then you actually mastered it in a way. You know, you walk with the fear hand in hand. Before that, it was maybe you were pushing it away. You didn't want to feel it. You didn't integrate mm -hmm. it in your life. But once it's actually there, you're like, oh, I'm still safe. I'm still okay. But I can keep going with the fear, knowing that I will be okay. But yes, the, the fear will be always a part of us. It makes us human. So absolutely. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah I really I mean, like that actually to what you said about, um, you know, it's not about overcoming fear. It's more about how to deal with it and, yeah, and integrate it in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think as well, fear, you could look at it this way where it's, um, it's like a very loud voice in your head. And the more times you don't listen to the voice, and you still do whatever it is that it's trying to stop you from doing, the voice becomes quieter. And you still have it, it's still there, but it becomes quieter and quieter, which means that you don't listen to it for as long. And you do the thing that you want to do a lot quicker. So it just makes you become a lot more productive and more proactive. And you spend less time in that fear and worry mode. It's still yeah. there, it's just quieter. So you can mute it mute fear yeah <laughs> how to mute just turn the volume down. down yeah <laughs> it's like, okay fear mute you now sorry <laughs> yeah what did you say oh too late I've done it anyway <laughs> <laughs> and I was fine by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, oh yeah that's oh, super super funny um <laughs> and it's just you know I I just love um also what you say you know that you, you you stay positive although things are not going the way um all of the things are not going the the way you want it mm -hmm. and you know you you still be on the track so for those people who kind of get off the track a bit um how can you keep stay positive although things might seem a bit you know, negative, you know, let's say about the COVID situation, a lot of people, they're probably really down because of that. Mm -hmm. How do you still stay on your lane and stay positive? So I would say with staying positive, and this is something that I had to learn. People these days always are like, you should be positive all the time. And uh, look for the good in everything and there is a lot of truth in that however I think the problem with that is that the message it sends to people is that you cannot feel a negative emotion mm -hmm. and if you do then you're not being very good at being positive so my first thing is whenever you feel like you don't have that positivity and feeling negative about a situation is to forgive yourself for feeling that way and accept that you're feeling that way because a lot of the time we don't want to feel that way. So we're like, no, I, I, I don't want to feel that way. I'm going to focus on the good. But by trying to do that, you're adding resistance because it's not really working. So forgiving yourself for it is the first thing. Once you accept that you're not feeling so good, that's when you can begin to do things to try and feel better. So another thing I would say when you're in that low vibrational mode is to not try to jump to a super positive emotion because it's very hard to jump 10 steps from I feel miserable to I am super happy with my life. It's impossible, really. Mm. And if you try to do it, all you're doing is then focusing on the things that you want that you don't have yet and it makes you feel more negative. So it actually does the opposite. So when you're feeling down about something, my advice is to... Do something that makes you feel just a little bit better. So if you're feeling really depressed and you just, you don't even want to move, you just want to lay in bed all day. Instead of trying to then jump to this positive person who's going out to meet their friends and feeling really good, just try and get out of bed. Try and leave the room and do something. That'll make you feel a bit more positive. Um, or have something to eat. Give yourself some energy. Uh, it should make you feel a little bit better. So I'm depressed, but now I'm just sad. Or, you know, I'm sad, but actually now I'm angry. You know, I'm angry, but now I feel, I feel some, you know, it, it moves up the scale to positivity. 
Mm. So that is one thing I would say. Um, another thing with staying positive. So the first thing was forgive yourself. Another thing with staying positive is, again, going back to that present moment, is to think of what you can do now. So with regards to COVID, I went through a really tough time at the start as well. We were locked down and you know, my, my home environment was a bit stressful. You know, I'm sure a lot of people's are where you're stuck in the house <laughs> with your family and there's nowhere to go. Mm. Especially in Scotland because the weather's not always great. You can't always go outside. Um, and what it is, what I did was I said to myself, okay, we can't go out. I don't have a job to go to right now. I don't have distractions. What can I do? What can I do right now to feel good? Or feel better than I am. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. I'm going to take a wee. It's okay. <laughs> um, so yes, if you can focus on the present moment and focus on what you can do in that moment that is a positive action, it's so much better than trying to, you know, do everything that you can. We are locked. I know you're, lo- you're locked down in Brisbane right now. Um, luckily not. We weren't locked down two right. weeks ago or so. Um, yeah. The rest of Australia is, I think, almost. Yeah, I think they're locked down as well. So when you're locked down, it's the, we're so used to routine, you know, we're so used to, you know, having our set routine, which keeps us busy, keeps our mind on other things. And when you have all this time, that's when your mind reflects, and that's not always a good thing. So when that is the case, just focus on the things that you can do in the present moment, whether it is, I don't know, clean the house, put a load of washing on, go for a walk. I know the weather's usually lovely over there. So, mm-hmm. you know, going for, for a walk is, I'm sure you're still allowed to walk because it's outside. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love walking. So, so, yeah, do what you can do with the situation you've got because this is another thing I actually posted on my Instagram is that we might not be able to choose our circumstances, but we can choose how we handle them. So we can't help being locked down, but you do have a choice in what you do with that time, how you handle it, and also how you handle your situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like to dwell. Can't believe we're locked down. I'm so bad at coronavirus, or you know, I'm the government's doing this all wrong, and I need to go to work, or I should be doing this. And that energy is focused on something you cannot change and you have no control over. Whereas you can look in and say, well, okay, I'm locked down. I have time. What am I going to do now that I have no time to do because I'm always complaining that I have to be at work? Things like that. That's just changing your mindset and changing how you look at a situation. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just like the small little shifts that you can make to to change your perspective on something which might be good for you right now in a situation, although... You know, you would love to to do other things. You would love to go out with friends. But what are actually things now you can do in this time? And I think that's um, actually, it's it's so precious because I know that in the past we were always fighting for time. But I actually think that the whole lockdown is almost like, you know, here's some time for you, you know? Like it's like a mm-hmm. present. Uh, it's a gift. Yeah. So if you can actually realize oh my God, okay, it's it's so precious. It's so nice and I do the most of this time right now. Well, with, our, with us in the UK, we had furlough. So a lot of people were paid for the time that they were off. Mm. And what a lot of people were saying, myself included, was we would never have this opportunity. And yes, most of the time when you want time off, you go on holiday, but how many, how many times in your life are people going to say, I'm going to give you a year off work? Mm. You still get paid. And I know not everybody got paid, but you know, you can sit in the house and do what you want. And I think what lockdown actually proved was the people who really wanted time and used it well. And then the people who just used time as an excuse for why they didn't do the things that they wanted to do. Mm, yeah yeah so there are always two sides to the coin I yes mm, yeah no, I also- don't have time because I'm at work yeah <laughs> and I'm like, well you know you've got time so do it oh I just couldn't be bothered so 
<laughs> exactly it's just like it's um yeah it, it gives you permission to procrastinate you know you can just you, you don't have to do the things now because you're in lockdown what you're supposed to do is maybe just drink alcohol the whole time because there's nothing to do anyway mm-hmm. uh, and it's yeah it's actually crazy I think in um Australia how many people bought alcohol during the lockdown it's wow it increased of like I think at least 80 percent or so wow (laughs) that's a lot it's a lot and you know I'm just like oh my god so many people they just don't know what to do with their time so they are using drugs or yeah alcohol and um just to see that that you know I've came so far and I'm don't drink alcohol anymore because I know it just disturbs my mind mm-hmm. um but yeah just to to see the differences of like okay how different people are handling some situations um yeah everyone's got different coping mechanisms for sure and yeah it's but that's choice it's still a choice whether people recognize that or not they're choosing to do that instead of maybe working out oh I don't have time to go to the gym well you've got time now but I don't want to go so you know or oh but the gyms are closed well you know everything's online now Mm. everything I mean we've got Netflix you can do anything online you can start a business online so you know I think lockdown happened at a good time can you imagine if lockdown happened before we had internet and phones what would people do then Wow, no idea. Yeah, reading books, drawing, mm-hmm. <laughs> art, <laughs> something but like that. Yeah. They probably become more productive, I believe. I think now it's it's so easy to procrastinate because there are so many distractions. Absolutely. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I have to catch myself too sometimes. You know, I'm just like scrolling on Instagram and I'm like, it doesn't get me anywhere. Why do I do that? It's just like, I want to be informed, you know, what other people in the world are doing. And, but then I'm like, but does it make me feel better at the end of the day? You know, not really. Sometimes it's just like so much information. Or even when you watch the news, you know. I actually stopped watching the news. I I stopped watching it now because there's just far too much negativity on there. So yeah, it's it's information. Your your brain can handle a lot, but you don't want to fill it with stuff that isn't good for you at the same time. Mm. And I've fallen into those Instagram holes, those black holes where you just scroll and the next thing you know, an hour's gone by and I'm like, where did my time go? <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah so I started to unfollow a lot of people I mute them now so I actually know oh, okay. okay no I I mean I would love to see what they're up to but you know it's just sometimes wasting time and I'm not really progressing with the things um so I'm a bit more wiser now but I find it a bit tricky with Facebook I didn't find out how you can do that on Facebook um mm. I don't know I don't use Facebook very often okay. um, I usually because I don't like all the notifications up on my phone so I just put it on the second page so I never see them <laughs> okay that's yeah. what to do too <laughs> yeah <laughs> out of sight out of mind <laughs> um dear Susie um yeah the, the podcast is coming to an end soon we already talked so much about all the things yeah it was really nice um I always um, ask my uh, podcast guests some questions at the end and sure. so one of the first questions is um, is there a favorite book you would really like to recommend to anyone who's listening today um apart from mine <laughs> no I'm just joking <laughs> oh, that's right yeah I will put them all in the in the um uh how do you say it uh in the, the podcast the box below yeah yeah sure (laughs) um there actually is a book that I am loving just now and I highly recommend downloading it as an audible book or an audio book and it's Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights Mm. it's fantastic absolutely love it he has a lot of really insightful things and because he's such an amazing storyteller it's so entertaining so Green Lights is fabulous for anyone 
out there looking for a fun book that also has a little bit of that spirituality, self-development and motivation in there too. He's great. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah, I actually don't know that. Well, definitely oh. put it in the show notes. Ah, it came to me now, show notes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His book is fabulous. I loved it. So yes, that's probably one of my favorite books at the moment. Mm. Oh, awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, so imagine, so my second question is, uh, mm -hmm. imagine you would get a microphone and this microphone is connected with every radio station in the world, with every TV station people would actually have time to listen to you for one minute. What would you love to tell them? One minute. Is that all I've got? No, yeah. just, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can do it more than one. <laughs> <laughs> so my advice would be that it's okay to not be okay. Mm. And that everybody goes through ups and downs. But to keep going and go for what you want in life, Don't settle for second best because you'll never be satisfied. Um, it might be scary and you might not want to do it at times, but focus on that goal, that thing that you want in your life that you think will bring you happiness. If you go for it and it doesn't work out, at least you know you've tried and it'll probably take you to something even better if it doesn't work out. But it's a lot better than sitting in, being stuck and not doing anything and feeling unfulfilled. So, yeah, go for your goals because you can, anyone is capable. Anybody can do what they want. If I can do what I have done in this space of time, I know that everybody out there can do it too. It's just all about mindset and belief. Mm. So believe in yourselves. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. It's so wise. Really, really wise. Thank <laughs> you so much, Susie. Thank you. You put me on the spot a bit there. I was like, oh, no, what would I say? So hopefully it came across well. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Oh, I received it really, really, really well. And I love what you said. Um, Thank you. And I'm pretty sure all the other people as well. So I, I just love to ask these questions because everyone else is saying something else and puts you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, do you see Thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Thank you so much for taking your time and being so authentic and, you know, um, yeah, showing also that you're just human, and I really love that. That I could, yeah, I can really feel that you're just a human being here on this journey with us all together, and we can also relate with you. I think what you said. So thank you so much. Oh no, thank you so much for having me, and thank you to all the listeners as well. It's been so lovely getting to know you and just having a lovely chat about everything that we've talked about it's been great so thanks for having me I really appreciate it you're so welcome lots of love to the UK <laughs> oh thank you love back bye bye <laughs>